The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Welcome to Quadruple C, a podcast where we watch, read, listen, click, and consume so you don't have to. Hi everyone, this is Tab bringing you another episode of Quadruple Z. I am talking today with actor, artist, amazing person, Neil Hopkins. You may remember him as Liam, Charlie's brother on Lost, but that is just the tip of his career. He's also uh, appeared in really cool shows like CSI, Criminal Minds, Uh, My Name is Earl, he was on Big Love, which is a fan favorite here. Um, he's also got some new projects, which we'll talk about. So welcome to Quadruple Z, Neil. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so obviously, everybody knows you from Lost, and you started off in the very first season. Did you have any clue that it would become the phenomenon that it is today? You know, I had an inkling that it was definitely something special. I mean simply the fact that they were shooting this entire show over in Hawaii and they had flown this entire plane or shipped an entire plane to the island and, you know, gone through all this trouble to make it just so. Clearly it was going to be something that people were really getting behind, but its success obviously wasn't a surefire hit. And, you know, as no shows really are nowadays. Yeah. It's like a lot of pilots – you know, they'll hype them up for months and then they'll last two episodes, three episodes, and they get canned. So you just never know. But I knew I was involved with something that was really special and I knew it was really good. Because um, roles like this, especially in episodic television, just don't come along very often, like the role that I played, Liam. So um, it hadn't even aired yet, actually, when I first auditioned and shot my episode. The, 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 the pilot hadn't even aired, it was still a few weeks out. And so it just remained to be seen whether or not it would be successful, but it clearly has exceeded everybody's expectations. So when you auditioned, you know, how much of the show did they, did they tell you about, or was it just here, you're this, you know, heroin addicted rock star brother? They basically give you a breakdown, what they call a breakdown of the character um, that your agent sends to you, and uh, it gives a description that the casting people or the producers, uh, I'm not sure which, wrote up, and basically give about a paragraph description of who this guy is. It wasn't at that point called a recurring role, it was just a guest star, but you know, I knew who Dominic Monaghan was from The Lord of the Rings. I didn't know much about him at the time, but I, I knew he was in those movies, which I really loved. And so it was basically just describing, you know, the relationship in brief about how he gets addicted to drugs and then Charlie gets addicted to drugs and all that. It was a, it was kind of a rundown of just that script, but I never got the actual script before the audition of the episode. So, and I had, I didn't know about the pilot or anything. So, yeah. Awesome. And so you flew over to, uh, Hawaii and saw all of the the movie magic there of making you know London obviously for a lot of your scenes England uh, in Hawaii how was yeah. that working on set? Uh, it was great. I mean, the, the all of my stuff uh, in actually all of my stuff with one exception has been shot on location in Hawaii. 
So, you know, it wasn't until I think the second season that they actually built uh, or they started using Diamond Head Studios there in Honolulu near Diamond Head Volcano. Um, A lot of the stuff when I was first there in the first season was just shot on location. Actually, I think everything was um, because the hatch wasn't there yet. So there wasn't like an interior. Everything was pretty much exteriors. Um, So they shoot all of the stuff on the island for the most part on the North Shore up on police beach and then they shoot all the stuff in the flashbacks which is always you know taking place in other places uh on location throughout the island so my stuff was on location in honolulu just all over not in not necessarily in honolulu but on the outskirts and everything so um it was really amazing what they were able to do with the locations i was always amazed every time i went back um basically of how many different locations they could get out of this one tiny island it was really it's really a testament to the production design there so it was really cool it was it was i i love stuff like that i love the faking you know locations you know one location for another or putting up a british you know underground sign on a honolulu street corner and making it look like london it's really a lot of fun getting to do that now, were you surprised when they told you, hey, you're coming back for this last season? You know, because obviously we, we can give spoilers, you know, Charlie dies, um, but it's right. lost, so nobody ever really dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was always a question. Like when, when I shot the episode uh, Greatest Hits in the third season, you know, it, it pretty much seemed like it was a wrap for me because it was a wrap for Dom, and uh, I was a little bit bummed, but at the same time, I was like, wow, I've had a good run. I mean, I've gotten to do some great episodes, and uh, I got more than I bargained for when I first auditioned, so it's all good. Um, I always, uh, I guess in the last couple of years, I started to think they've got to wrap it up in some way, and my friends and family and I were always wondering, you know, are they going to bring you back? Are they going to bring you back? And um, I kind of didn't really think it was going to happen. I definitely didn't bank on it, um, so I was obviously delighted when I heard that they were going to bring me back for this season. So it was a very, it was a very happy moment just because it was, you know, it had become such an even bigger show since the last episode I had done. So that's the cool thing about coming back to the show is every time I come back, it's a bigger and bigger show. It's more and more of a phenomenon. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I can tell you just from our perspective, my mom and I are huge fans and we were sitting there watching and, and then you, know, you show up in the police station, and we're like, look, it's Leah. <laughs> we were so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. It was it was definitely the smallest appearance I'd had on the show, but it was kind of cool just because it was a neat little cameo. And and I'd always hoped that they had cro- that they would cross my character with some of the other characters, you know, at least cross paths the way they do in that very cool way. Um, I'd always hoped that our, my path would intersect. And so it was really exciting just to get to do that little scene and actually cross paths with Sawyer. Yes, that was, that was very cool. And are you coming back in another episode this season? I will be coming okay. back. All I can say is that I'll be coming back before the end of the season. Yay. Yeah. So it's very, it's very exciting. It's been, a, it's been just a real pleasure and a joy to be a part of such an amazing show because there's really never going to be another show like it. They can try to, and they're going to try, and they have tried to have the new Lost. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it's still, there's definitely ever going to be one Lost, you know? Right. So do you get a lot of people now saying, hey, aren't you that guy? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. I'm definitely getting recognized more 
and more, uh, you know, I guess each year as more and more people start to tune into the show. Because what I've found in just my circle of friends and family is people, a lot of people have just recently gotten into it. You know, maybe they watched my episodes because they knew I was on it, but then a lot of people who had never watched it before are finally getting caught up and they're like emailing me and calling me and being like, Oh my God, this show is amazing. You know, and they get all excited about it and they want to know if I know anything and what is this person like and what's that person like? So it, it, it's definitely become a, a the, the phenomenon has snowballed over the years and in particular the last two years, I think. And so I've gotten noticed a little bit more. Um, but the thing is I don't necessarily look like I look on the show in real life. So sometimes some people, I get a lot of people just staring at me, you know, and looking at me like they think they know me and then maybe saying, do I know you from somewhere? And so I get a lot of that. But it's funny at the grocery store, I find is when I get recognized the most for, for whatever reason, that's when the most people approach me and say, Hey, aren't you Liam from Lost? <laughs> so that's always, that's always kind of fun, you know? Yeah. Uh, now you're work you're working on a film sci-fi. Can you tell us about that sci-fi? Uh, just recently finished it. Uh, it's called Skyline, and it's directed by uh, Colin Greg Strauss, the Strauss brothers, and they're uh, amazing special effects wizards. They were did a lot of the special effects for Avatar and Benjamin Button, and I mean you name it, any big special effects movie that's gone on in the last five years, they've been a part of it. They have two special effects houses, um, and they've made this movie. Uh, pretty low budget, but the effects are going to be on par with a $300 million movie. So that's, it's going to be a very kind of new hybrid of a movie where it's, where it's low budget, but because of their expertise in that field and their access to all that, they're able to make it look just incredible. So they showed us a promo for it that they had shot before we started shooting, and it was really cool just what they were able to do with the, just that. And I guess they'd shot that in like one day. Um, so it's going to be very exciting. It's uh, Eric Balfour from Six Feet Under is in it, and uh, Donald Faison from Scrubs, and it was a lot of fun to work on. I'm, I'm not sure when the, what the release date is on that, but um, sometime I'm, I think it'll be sometime either late this year or early next year. And what's kind of the plot that you can that you? It's can about um, a group of friends that. Um, are at this big party at this guy's house, and the guy actually is based on one of the the directors, the guy that Donald Faison plays, and that's wow. about all I can say. <laughs> that sounds great. I'm excited. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Now you're not only just an actor; you're an artist. I saw the pictures on Facebook of your art that is displaying right now at the Wolfgang Steakhouse in Beverly Hills. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, when thank you. you. Yeah, when did you start doing I've, art? I've kind of always, uh, I, uh, I, long before I was an actor, I was, I was really into drawing, and I, was, I, I wanted to be a cartoonist years and years and years ago. Um, and I just sort of stuck with it, um, and I've always had it uh, as something that I do in my free time. And then recently I really started, more recently I really started to get uh, my, just a collection of work together. And I had a showing in Venice in, uh, in November, and then somebody from this restaurant saw my stuff, and they said that they wanted to put it on display there, this uh, steakhouse in Beverly Hills, and so they did that. So I've just gotten a lot more into it. I've been doing a lot more. I've been a lot more productive with it lately. So um, it's always something I'll have, um, and you know, hopefully, as my career starts to grow, I'll, I'll be able to do it more, and you know, who knows, maybe make a mini career out of that as well. Now these are all portraits, and I love you know there's there's celebrities, there's President Obama. How do you select your 
your subject for your, uh, I your pick, work? You know, I pick people that I find very intriguing or that inspire me in some way um, for whatever reason. And uh, or it, it, sometimes it can be something as simple as I just find their face really interesting. Um, and I just, I really like doing portraits above all else. Um, it's just a lot more interesting to me than doing, say, landscape or abstract art. It's, it's something that I want to see when I go to an art museum. You know, that's what always draws my attention. So, um, yeah, I just, it's kind of whatever sort of jumps out at me. And uh, a lot of times it's people that I really admire, whether they're actors or writers or whatever. Um, and then sometimes I do things like uh, I, people will commission pieces that they want, and I'll do them for that reason. Fantastic. I, yeah. I really did enjoy them, and I'll have a link in the, the show notes to your Facebook Oh, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And I love when creative people are, are very – you often find they're creative in a multitude of ways and, and ways that people that are just watching you on TV might miss out on. Yeah, that's one of the – I don't know. It's one of the cool things about being an actor is you do have some free time to uh, pursue other passions. Um, and, you know, oftentimes success in one field can help success in another field. You know, you see that with people like Tony Bennett, who's also a very successful painter as well as a singer. Um, and, uh, you know, Anthony Quinn was a famous painter. And uh, there was, there's a lot of uh, actors, I find, who more and more who are artists. And I, I, I think that they complement each other well. I don't know that I, I don't know if it's the skill set or if it's a, a type of a form of different form of portraying something or but it's uh it yeah it's always kind of gone hand in hand for me. Fantastic. And uh before we close, is there anything else you'd like to add to the people that should know more about Neil? Um I do uh <laughs> yeah, I I I I do want to I think or some people have told me, I guess I should say some people have told me I do one of the better Christopher Walken impressions around. And there's a, a video, a couple links on YouTube that you can check out. There's a film called Walk and Talk. Um, and then there is another one called My Big Fat Independent Movie. Um, and I, I played Christopher Walken. I did my Christopher Walken impersonation in both of those. So um, people should check those out. They're, the Walk and Talk is a short. It's one of the first things I did when I came to L.A. And it's pretty funny. And uh, I play a guy who's so obsessed with Christopher Walken that he can actually only communicate with other people by doing lines from his movies. <laughs> um, and uh, that led to the, my part in my big fat independent movie where I play this character called the Lanky Man, um, who is clearly a spoof of Christopher Walken. So uh, that's something else that I do that's kind of a, a fun thing to pull out every now and again. Now, have you got to do Christopher Walken for Christopher Walken? No, everybody asks that. I wish. Uh, well, one one thing that happened was I, I sang a version of It's Not Easy Being Green on the closing credits of this film, Walk and Talk. And um, I, originally, they wanted to get Walken himself to sing it. And they actually sent, they, they had a connection to his agent, and they sent the short when it was done, you know, when it was finished, they sent it to his agent. And uh, she sent it to him, I guess. And he said, well, I'd love to. They asked, they asked if he wanted to record the song because they, they thought it would just be amazing to get Christopher Walken to actually sing the song in the closing credits. But he said that he'd love to do it. He said, but why don't you just have that guy do it? Because I had already done it and he was listening to my version of it. Um, he said, because no one would know the difference. So I don't know if that's true or not, but apparently Christopher Walken said that my impression that no one that nobody would know no, the difference. Like, wow! That's I mean, right. I, I I like to believe that it's true. It might just be something that the director made up to uh, inflate my ego or something. But uh, <laughs> it, it I like to believe that 
that it's true. And one day I hope I, I get to work with him. I've always kind of had a dream of like playing his son in a movie or something. Oh, that, that would be a lot of fun. So yeah. if there's any producers and directors out there need the new next project, it could be, you know, Neil Hopkins and Christopher Walken. Yeah, hook me up. Hook me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing more of you on Lost and other places, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure. Quadruple C is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplec.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0, United States License. Quadruple Z is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send email to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplez.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0 United States License.